But you know what? We should. We should understand it. We should sense the great value. We should be able to rejoice in the gift of salvation. We should be able to enjoy all that the Lord has done for us, though we can't grasp all of it and we don't understand all that he has done. Uh, as you have been saved for a period of time and you have grown, uh, there should be more of an understanding about it. And that understanding should cause us to value that great gift. We should have that value. We should not go through life. Is that all? I mean, God forgave my sin, but is, is that all? What's, what more is there? Let me tell you, there's a whole lot more. There's a whole lot more. Salve, uh, Brother, Brother Howes wrote a, a book, and it was entitled salvation is more than being saved. And it is. Salvation is more than just getting your sins forgiven. It's more than that get out a free jail card when you played Monopoly. Anybody play Monopoly? All right. And you played that Monopoly and you got that get out of jail free card. Uh, salvation is not a get out of jail free card. The gift of salvation is so much bigger and tonight I don't want to speak to you on that subject. Is that all? Is that all? Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Help all of us to look into our own soul and see where we are in our maturity. And maybe we have, we have been uh, closer. Maybe there has been a time where we were more mature than we are right now. And maybe we have backslidden a little bit. Or maybe this is all uh, fresh and new to us and we're growing and embracing uh, the truths. But no matter where we're at, I pray that you would help all of us uh, to just, uh, just to grab a hold of this great gift of salvation and, and love you just a little bit more. And so help us, please, for Christ's sake we pray, amen. Is that all? And of course, we know that it is so much more. We look at the gift of the Savior and the gift of salvation, and we receive the Lord, and we receive that generous gift of himself and the salvation that he offers. Uh, but is that all? And of course, that is not. Uh, it is not all. It's not, uh, it's not all. But for those that maybe someone has shared the gospel with them and uh, they were on a sidewalk and someone uh, talked to them and gave them a gospel track and shared the good news and they got saved, but they never grew. They, that's all they ever had for them. Uh, they, they have salvation, but that's about all. Is that, is that all? They're, they never grew beyond that. And there are, there are going to be many people that are in heaven that never really had the, the blessing of having their, their faith matured. They never had that opportunity to be able to, to grow uh, in their own faith. I'm not saying they couldn't have done that, but they, they really didn't have the, uh, the support and the people coming alongside. Uh, if you have a family that's saved, you are blessed. 
If you have, you have had friends that are saved, you are so blessed. Why? Because there is a community there of support, and there's an environment that helps keep you in a place where you will grow. But there are people that get saved on a, uh, on a sidewalk, and maybe it's a Sunday school class, uh, the boy or girl, and they come to church, and uh, they, they get saved. Maybe it's a service that they get saved in, a pastor, a parent, or a precious saint that shares the the good news and they're saved and what a blessing but is that all if that's all they get there's so much much that is still missing uh, and if you have had the opportunity to share the gospel with somebody and see them saved what a blessing what a blessing it is to be able to communicate the gospel with somebody else and see them trust Christ. That is a blessing. Uh, but that's just being born into the family of God. And they, there's a whole lot more to it than just being born again. Uh, so I'm saved, but is that all? And of course it's not. Take your Bibles, go to 2 Peter chapter number 2, or 3, I'm sorry. 2 Peter 3, and look with me at verse number 18, 2 Peter 3, 18. And this, this is a verse that all of us need to embrace as believers, because if we do not have this, then we don't have much more than just our sins being forgiven. Uh, 2 Peter 3, 18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. If we are not growing in our faith, then that, that is going to leave us with a salvation. It is going to leave us with something that is, is going to give us the forgiveness of our sins and our names are written down in heaven and we are a child of God, but there isn't going to be much more. Uh, if we don't grow in grace, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, then our faith is going to be pretty empty. You can be saved, but if you don't know the Lord, then, then you are missing out on this so great a salvation. If we don't know the Lord, then, then we, are, we don't get to enjoy all the blessings of that salvation. You say, Pastor, I've been saved for years. Uh, How's our, how's our growing doing? How's our growing doing? Well, I've been saved. I didn't ask you that. Because all of us, we can be saved for a long period of time, but that doesn't mean that we are growing. If we're not growing, there's a problem. There's a problem if you and I are not growing. You say, well, I've been saved for a long time. I, I know everything. Now, we know that we don't know, all right? I mean, it, it's just amazing. This morning, I was in my Bible, and I was in Hebrews, and the Lord, there was a truth that jumped out at me. I have been saved uh, 40 years now, almost 40, is it 40? Yeah, coming up, I'm 39 years, uh, and almost 40 years, and I've preached the book, and I've read the scriptures, and, and I mean, there was a truth that jumped out at me. I can't wait to study it out so I can share it with you. Uh, and you're like, well, pastor, what was it? I'm not telling you yet. Uh, and so, but I'm excited about it. I'm still growing. I'm still growing. And, 
And if I am growing in the knowledge of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, in the grace and in the knowledge, it keeps it sweet. It helps me understand how great of a gift I have. You see, the Savior, when he came to this earth, he came more than just to forgive your sins. If he came just to forgive our sins and just save us from going to hell, and that was it, then he would have taken us on to heaven. We would have, we would have prayed and all of a sudden disappeared. We'd have been gone. We wouldn't still be here. Uh, there is a life that he wants us to live, and he wants to be a part of that life. And so, uh, so what am I supposed to do? First of all, grow in grace. Grow in grace. Uh, all of us need to be on this journey of growing, the knowledge, uh, growing grace, and in the knowledge of our Lord, uh, that knowledge of who the Lord is. Get to know Him. Get to know Him. He said, well, I've known Him for a long time. Okay. You know what? I've, Deb and I have been married 35 years. I'm still figuring things out. I am a slow learner, yes. <laughs> but there's, there's so many things. We, life is always changing. Relationships change. Those of you that have been married for just a little bit of time, there's so much more to learn about your spouse. But you won't learn it if you don't try. If we're not watching, if we're not paying attention, then we, we will miss out. So grow in grace. Uh, so we need to, uh, we need to grow, and, and we, need to be, uh, we need to be growing in our faith, our knowledge of, uh, of the Lord. And, and as we are growing in this knowledge, uh, what do we find? We find that we are developing a new worldview. My worldview keeps on changing. The direction is the same, but the understanding keeps changing. The depth of understanding the impact of truth against a wicked world. The understanding of how it comes into play relationally. It's, always, it's changing. Why? Because, because of the truth and you, you learn and we're, we're developing after salvation, you're developing a new uh, worldview. You develop a new pattern of life. You get saved, but that's not all. Uh, there's a whole new pattern of life that needs to be developed. Uh, you're, you're developing a new moral compass to guide your life by. And so salvation is just the beginning. But there's so much to learn and to grow uh, as we are in this. So I'm saved. Is that all? No. Uh, I have to grow in grace. I have to grow in grace, but is that all? No. You need to get to church. And you're here. Praise the Lord. As a believer, man, we've got to make sure that we are keeping church a priority in our life. Do you, do you, know, what, do you know what this age is called that we are in? It is called the church age. And it is called the church age from the cross to the resurrection or to the uh, rapture. It's called the church age. 
Do you know why? Because theologically you see in Scripture that the church is the focal point of the life of the believer. It is through the, the ministry and the work of the church that God does everything that he does. And that's what he's doing now. It's in and through the church. And so this is called the church age uh, as you are looking at it. And, and with that, uh, we have to make sure that church is important to us. And, and you're here tonight. Uh, but, but with that, uh, as we as we are here, it doesn't mean that we're all here. You can be somewhere without being somewhere. And if you are somewhere, but you're not really there, you won't be there for long. You know, Christian, how, how important is the church to you. There needs to be a love for the church. The Lord said in Hebrews 10, he said, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. As we see the day of Christ's return approaching, we need to be assembling more and more. Not less and less. So much the more. Uh, and, and with that, uh, when we come, it shouldn't just be that we are present in body. I mentioned this a little bit this morning. Engage at church. Engage. You know what keeps it fresh? It's being a part. And, and if there's no if there's no participation, then it's just a boring place to be. If it's if it's just if it is just somebody getting up and lecturing. Now this isn't lecturing. But the reality is when you're not here, it's just okay, when's he gonna be done? You know, we need to make sure that that's not where we're at. And if, and if we find ourselves getting there, we need to realize that there needs to be some red flags that are going off. Okay, something is not right in my spiritual walk. Something is not right in my relationship. And you cannot be right with him and wrong right here. It doesn't work. He loved the church. He gave himself for the church. And, and with that, it is so important. So, uh, so get to church and keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open for how you can serve the Lord. Man, look, look for something to do. You go, well, nobody's coming and ask me. Well, I tell you what, if you need something to do, come see Brother Franklin. If, if you need something to do, come see Brother Davis. Uh, you need something to do, come see me. Uh, if you need something to do, uh, come see Brother Andy. Uh, you need something to do, come see Mrs. Brown. Uh, I, I'll tell you, come see Mrs. Pat no, don't go see Mrs. Patterson. Uh, and uh, there, there is a lot of things to do in service for the Lord. And really, you don't even have to do that. You just have to look around and say, you know what, those chairs are out of order. Let me straighten those up a little bit. Oh, I see something on the ground over there, some garbage that needs to be picked up. Let me take care of that. Uh, there's somebody there that looks like something is wrong. Let me go over and have a word of prayer with them. 
Let me go encourage so-and-so. Hey, I heard so-and-so is going through it. Uh, let me go encourage them. There's somebody else that's rejoicing. I heard uh, they've got something good going on. Let me, let me just go praise the Lord with them for a little bit. You and I, we need to keep our eyes open. Uh, there are things going on in people's lives, and we need to keep our eyes open. Uh, engage when we're at church. So keep our eyes open. Engage and get involved. Uh, you and I will not grow if we are not challenged. And church is a place where uh, we are challenged to do something for the Lord. You should welcome that. It should be something that we want to be challenged. We want to accomplish something. People don't grow in the Lord when they are not mentored. There are enough, there are enough people here that have been saved long enough to be able to mentor somebody. And you know what? Those, those new Christians, people that are struggling in life, they need somebody to come alongside. You know, we have not outgrown church. If we have outgrown church, then we've got something wrong in our thinking. And so when we say the church age and get to church, it's not this universal church. It's not some spooky, mystical place that does not exist. When we say get to church, get to the local body of believers and be engaged and involved. And the church is an important place in the believer's life. And, uh, and we need to recognize that uh, it's more than a destination on our Sunday schedule. So I'm saved. Is that all? No. Uh, I need to grow in grace. Well, I've grown in some grace. Is that all? No. Uh, I need to go to church. Uh, well, I go to church. Is that all? Uh, no. Study your Bible. Study the Bible. We got to get in the book. Get in the Bible. Read it. Study it. Listen to it. There's, there's something about just listening to the Bible. I enjoy, uh, what is it, Bible Is. Bible Is is the app that I use. And I'll listen to it, and it's orchestrated. And so it'll have different individuals talking. And one, it's a guy, and then it's a different man, and then it's a lady. And uh, it's just back and forth, and, uh, and it just helps keep, keep my mind focused. And sometimes hearing the different voices speak, it just helps draw you into the events of Scripture. And, uh, but, but we need to get the Word of God into us and to know what God thinks. How am I going to know how I am to live if I don't know what, what God thinks about life and uh, what He wants us to know? Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 2, uh, and many shall follow pernicious ways uh, let's see here. That is the wrong verse. Uh, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. You and I, we are to desire the sincere milk of the word. We should, we should want to hear from God. We should want to get into our Bible. 
You know, the Bible is not boring. Not boring. Now, there are some places in the Bible, like, okay, all the begats. But what I, what I tell myself when I get to the begats, Lord, there's something here that you want me to know. Because you wouldn't have preserved this for me to have if it didn't make it, if there was no value in it. So there's a reason why you are doing this, and there's a reason why you are giving this to me. So open my eyes so I may see thy wondrous works. And so we need to, to, to just get into the book. Uh, I'm saved. Is that all? No, that's not all. The Lord has more for us. Salvation is more than being saved. Am I saved? Is that all? No. I've, I've grown in grace. Is that all? Uh, I'm going to church. Is that all? Uh, I study the Bible. Is that all? No. We need to follow the Lord. We need to follow him. Uh, Mark 8, 34, And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. We are to, we are to follow him. And so, uh, so with this, uh, we're, not, we're to follow the Lord. And he said in that we are to deny ourselves. Take up our cross and follow him. John 6, go to John 6 and verse 66. John 6 and verse 66. John 6. Verse 66, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Now, uh, this, this passage of scripture, uh, I think, think of it in my mind, it's John 666. And here in this, in this, these verses here, you find people that are no longer following the Savior. People who were following are no longer following. I think it is very ironic that 666 happens to be that reference. The verse numbers are not inspired. But, it, but here when I think about this, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will ye also go away? And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of life, of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And let me tell you something. If you are not sure that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God, then you are in danger of walking away. Our faith, our trust, it has to be in him. Somebody's going to disappoint you. Somebody's going to offend you. But we're not following somebody. We've got to follow the Lord. 
We've got to follow the Savior. And here, Peter was, uh, Peter was spot on. I mean, Peter, uh, he had his ups and downs. But here, when the Lord asked him, will you also go away? And he's looking at the 12. Uh, Peter just pipes up, Lord, to whom shall we go? Where else are we going to go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And, and, and so he is, he is convinced, and, uh, and if we are going to follow the Lord, what do we find? We find it's not easy. He said, if any man will follow me, let him deny himself. You know, self-denial is not easy. Self-denial is not something that just comes natural. We, we have a propensity to want to fulfill our desires, to do what we want to accomplish. And, uh, and here, uh, this denying self, following the Lord, taking up a cross, uh, these are not passive things. Uh, these, are, these are not convenient things. They're not easy. So denying self, what does that look like? It, it looks like giving up what you would rather do. It means that there are some things that the Lord would want you to do, but you'd rather do something else. And Lord said, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to deny yourself. You know something we have seen in the last three years of COVID? Very little denying of self. I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, following the Lord is not easy. And there's going to be times that we've got to deny ourselves. Now, the Lord is a good master. And he's a loving, a loving God. And he blesses us, and we get to do a lot of the things that we want to do. Being, you, you're not, you and I, we don't have to give up anything to serve the Lord. We win. We get. But there are some things that we have to deny ourselves. You say, well, pastor, what are they? I don't know. I know what they are in my life. And all of us need to deny ourselves of our, our natural sinful state. But there are things that we've got to deny ourselves to where we are going to follow Him as opposed to just do what we want to do. You know what we found with COVID in the last three years? That people that had time to serve the Lord before COVID, no longer have time to serve the Lord. It's the same 168 hours a week. That hasn't changed. It is just how we have chosen to spend those hours. And what we did is we filled those hours with things that we want to do. 
And now we don't have time for a Sunday school class. We don't have time for a bus route. We don't have time for soul winning. We don't, we don't have time to work in a care home ministry. And there are a lot of other visiting shut-ins. There are a lot of things. But what we find is, as believers, you need to be following him. And part of that following him is denying ourselves and uh, denying self. Uh, and uh, with that, uh, taking up our cross and following him. You know, the cross was a symbol of suffering. It was a symbol of suffering for the relationship with the Savior. So here you had, you had a, you had a, uh, a Christian, and the Lord is telling these believers that you are going to need to identify with me, uh, with the cross, with that suffering, and, and if you're going to pick up your cross and follow him, you are embracing that you are going to suffer with him. And, and with that, the Lord is saying, if you're going to follow me, that's what's going to happen. Now, we, don't, we, we are not all going to suffer a martyr's death, but he was talking to the disciples here, and they did. They did suffer a martyr's death. Uh, but with us, uh, if we are uh, going to be uh, a follower of the Lord, uh, we realize that if salvation is not just uh, getting our sins forgiven, if it's more than that, uh, this following of the Lord, a, a relationship with the Lord will, will cost us something. It will not cost us something that we do not benefit from. The Lord is so gracious, but we need to follow Him. Follow His direction, His desires, His destination. We say, I don't know where He's going to lead me. Nope. I don't know if I will like it. Have you ever done something for the Lord that you didn't like? I have had to pull toilets off pull them out, and route them out without tools so we can put them back so they can work. You know, there's a lot of things that we do that is not the greatest thing in life. But the reality is I'll do, what, I'll do anything for the Lord. I, I want to have that heart. Now, I don't know if something's coming my direction someday that I'm not willing to. I don't know. But I want to have a heart that I will do anything for him. I don't know if I'll like it. I don't know where he'll lead me. I don't know if I will feel fulfilled. But it's not really about that. It's about denying ourselves and following him. So I'm saved. Is that all? No, we need to grow in grace. I'm growing in grace. Is that all? No, I'm, I need to go to church. And uh, I'm going to church. Is that all? No, I need to study the Bible. Is that all? I need to follow the Lord. Is that all? Uh, no, I need to serve the Savior in Matthew 9. What we find in Matthew 9 is 
the Lord was looking out and he saw the needs. He said, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion uh, on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. Then saith he to the disciples, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he'll send forth laborers into his harvest. You know what we find here is that if, if our service for the Lord if we are going to follow him, if our salvation is going to be more than just being saved, then we've got to be involved in the mission. We've got to serve him. And we, we won't serve. Our service has to line up with the mission. And so here we see the mission was, was for uh, for people uh, that were scattered abroad. They needed somebody to lead them. You know, the Lord is the one that leads. And we need to be praying the Lord will send forth laborers. Now, as we pray that the Lord will send forth laborers into his harvest, do you think that that would include us? It's hard for it's hard to pray, Lord, send laborers into the harvest. People are dying and they're going to hell. Send laborers, send people to tell them if we're not going to do it. So here as he's saying, pray ye therefore, it's already understood that if you're praying, you're probably already going. We need to be a, a part of the mission. You know, salvation, we got saved. We, we received that gift of salvation. And there's so much more than just not going to hell. And so, believer, for our faith to really be real to us, We've got to live it out. We've got to live it. We can't just say we believe it. We've got to live it. Now, as time goes on, there's coming a day that I won't be able to do what I do now. That day's coming. I'm not 169 yet like Brother Ludwig. But there, there are people that aren't able to, to go like they would like to go. I was talking to Brother Doug this week. You know what, Brother Doug, he wants to be involved in everything. I mean, the battle, he beats himself up because he can't go and do what he wants to do. We're serving the Lord. You know, we don't think that that's going to be us one day but it will. Mrs. Patterson and I were just talking before service. Uh, we found some, some pictures 
uh, some old pictures, and it had uh, Rachel's graduation, and it had uh, over in the the, uh, the old building, and then there was uh, there was Vacation Bible School, and uh, Brother Patterson was there, and Pops was there, uh, and so everybody was up here on the platform, the workers, and uh, had a picture of it, and just going through, and I was sharing the pictures there, and I said, you know, one thing you see, uh, Brother Patterson, and you see Pops, and we miss them. But there are such great memories that when you see him, see him serving, there was, it's not a regret of a wasted life. You know, there's coming a day when we won't be able to do it. We better do it now. We better serve while we can. We're not promised a tomorrow. And whatever it is that we think Well, I'll do this later. We don't have a later. We know not what a day may bring forth. And so here, when we look at salvation and we look at the wonderful gift of Christ, I don't want to be like the person that opens all the gifts, takes the bounty out, and says, is that all? I want to know that there is more. And as we experience all that the Lord has for us, it's sweet. It's sweet. It is, it's a blessing to be able to, to enjoy serving Him. It's not a it's not a battle. And our heart should desire to serve him. You know, one day we're going to see him. And when we see him, we will all wish we had done more. We'll wish we had done more. But I don't want to stand before him having done nothing. Or not just having done nothing, but doing nothing. I don't want it all to be in the past. I want it to be in the present. Father, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, just in our own walk with you. I pray that you'd help us to understand and, Lord, just to be able to to enjoy all that you have given to us, so many blessings. And, Lord, help us to enjoy our salvation. And, Lord, I pray that you'd bless each person that's here and those watching online. Help us. Uh, Lord, to to grab a hold of all that you have given to us and all that you have for us to enjoy as your children and to be in, engaged and involved uh, and to allow you to have that uh, that uh, that focal point, that center point of our life. And uh, may we just live our life uh, to please you. And so help us now, please, uh, meet needs that we have, work in hearts. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together as the instruments play. If the Lord spoke to your heart tonight, you respond. Is that all? What about that gift that you have received? Are we enjoying the fullness of that gift? Or we got, we got our salvation. We got our forgiveness. Where's that, that growth, that depth, that service? Ooh. Ooh.
that all? Thank you so much for being here tonight and this week. Let's let's do our best. Tell somebody about the Lord. Uh, let's share the good news of the gospel. Let's invite somebody to church. Uh, let's try to be a blessing. Let's try to encourage uh, one another. And as we do so, uh, we'll just see and sense uh, Lord's Lord's presence in our life. But let's serve Him together, Brother Brian. How would you close us in prayer tonight?